Hello, everyone. <laughs> going for a different approach today. I'm not going to go for the loud, obnoxious approach. Uh, I hope everyone's great. Hope you're feeling good on this uh, semi-apocalyptic Wednesday afternoon. How are you doing, Rachel? I thought I am a bit disappointed. I thought you were going to start with a very high note as usual, <laughs> but you just set the tone for for the topic of the of the episode. Kind of, right? Mm, I did. I'm scared. <laughs> if if you know if you are listening to this and you are feeling the pandemic fatigue, don't worry. We are going to make it better. Today is going to be about the end of the world. <laughs> and if that doesn't cheer you up, I'm sorry. Find another podcast. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, next week we're talking about something lovely as well, Utopia. Yeah, next one probably is going to be a little bit cheerful, a little bit more cheerful, sorry. But today I think it can be cheerful also because, you know, when you think of bad things, uh, then immediately you think of good things. You know, it's like no nothing is ever too black or too white or just completely black or completely white right unless you are an extremist or so so i think that is, sometimes it's good to reflect on this so you find uh, I do I don't know, black, and, black and white thinking because i do a lot of gray thinking you do yeah gray? I've got a million shades of gray in my head oh that's lovely i mean i think uh, ah that's a good question i think that i'm i don't uh, but I'm not an extremist person. I don't like to think of myself as an extremist, so I like to hear different opinions. But I think that they already know what I what I what I know. But I know nothing, basically. No, <laughs> but you know. know no, I I try to keep myself. Uh, I try to keep uh, you know uh, the check uh, all the time open because. Yeah, sometimes you really need to be a bit suspicious of your own beliefs. Not too much, but uh, a little bit, yes. So keep open. So, yeah. yeah, keep an open mind always, you know. Uh, but yeah, and uh, Richard, what are we going to talk about today in our lovely podcast? <laughs> okay, so I think basically the reason we came up with this, uh, we, we have, we're going to have, I'm going to introduce the trilogy, okay? So basically, because of the times uh, that we live in, me and Raquel were discussing things that we could dis uh, that we could talk about. So we were discussing things that we could discuss <laughs> uh, <laughs> that uh, relate to uh, the present day and something that maybe some listeners of ours would find interesting and relevant. So we decided to go with uh, the apocalypse. This episode is about the apocalypse. Then next week will be about utopia. And then the week after that will almost be like a reflection, a naked reflection on those two episodes, maybe what, what could become our reality. Yes, but, but we have to say that we will be wearing clothes on that episode, you know, so it's going to be a naked reflection, only reflection. We yeah. will be dressed. We will be dressed. I mean, we could do like a naked podcast, actually. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, I'm, right now, I've only got a teacher. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't think that we will increase our audience. If I am uh, naked in the podcast, then it would be like a disaster. But maybe, maybe we can gain some followers. Who knows? Maybe you we never know could, if you don't try. Maybe we could uh, put the computers underneath the tables and not wear any bottoms and just wear t-shirts. So Hello, I love it. I love it. Let's be outrageous just for once. <laughs> but, but yeah, 
I really like that idea, Richard. But also, I wanted to ask you to remind our listeners that uh, we have changed the name of the Instagram. Uh, I mean, it's been like that for a little while, right? Now we are called A Naked Reflection. Exactly. And that's how you can find us in Instagram. Ah, and, yeah. A Naked Reflection, yes. And why is this important? Why is this important, Richard? <laughs> I think, well, basically, we've, I think we've entered a new phase. And we're, we're, we're trying to, I think we're going to bring you more content and things are going to be a bit more um, regular. And that maybe I don't like, I mean, it's not that I don't like the word, but uh, it's going to be maybe a bit more professional. We're going to try and be professional. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're try. yes, yes, we are. And uh, so there'll be more content. We're going to like, create funny things for you to engage with. We're, uh, Raquel's organized like an amazing uh, interview, which you can uh, find on our Instagram page this week with a really interesting guy who's written a book about this particular subject. Um, and we have a giveaway for Raquel Willis. <laughs> yes, we have a giveaway. Um, okay, there are pros and cons on the giveaway. Uh, the pros, of course, is that like a digital uh, book is a copy of uh, Juan Carlos' uh, Opera Prima, Los Viajes del Cid. And of course, you might have guessed the con that is like in Spanish, only available in Spanish. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, I just read it uh, before this podcast and I have promised him I will read the book. He published it uh, a couple of years ago, I think. No. Yeah, a couple of years ago. And um, I used to live with him, you know, he was my flatmate uh, in Copenhagen uh, many years ago. And oh my God, it was really fun to live with Juan Carlos. And he was talking, he was always talking about this subject, uh, zombies and the apocalypse and not, you know, not in a very dumb way, you know, he's from Andalusia and he's super cheerful and he's super uh, great, great person. And, and yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> I always was telling him that he had to, to sit down and write that novel, you know, and he did it. So I was like very proud of him and I read it and I really, really enjoyed it. It's like a thick book, <laughs> but you know, you read super fast. Um, I think it's very original and uh, it's very attuned to what we are going through at this moment, you know, apocalypse and, um, and then, yeah, of course, you know, it's just, uh, you know, not, not that not that we are living through the apocalypse. It's like a very serious uh, stuff. What's going on at the moment? But yeah, it's uh, yeah. You know, it's just uh, I don't know. I think that it brings you uh, or it makes you think about important things. You know, and always uh, because okay, sorry because maybe I'm just going in the the subject and I don't want to go in the subject yet. So anyway. Basically, to don't go in the subject, uh, I just say that, yes, we will uh, rec um, upload some chunks of the interview I did with Juan Carlos in our Instagram, so you will get to know him better. And uh, and then, of course, we have a giveaway, which is the, the digital copy of his book. And uh, in order to, to give this uh, thing away, <laughs> this book away, we will make a question, right? We will ask you a question in this podcast at some point in the podcast so you have to listen uh the whole thing <laughs> so basically <laughs> yeah exactly i'm sorry you know everything everything you have to, yeah. there's a price for everything in this life you know yeah. welcome to the liberalism and you know you have to pay a price for everything but but yeah at some point during the podcast we will cap we will uh, keep it uh, not too long okay so we will ask the question 
and then you can send us the answer to 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 our instagram account or you can answer also of course to our email and the email is a naked reflection at gmail.com great great, great. And yes so yeah <laughs> All right, so that was lovely, and we'll come to that later. But um, so I'm going to ask you, Raquel, first, and then maybe you can ask me, or maybe I could just ask myself and then answer. Um, <laughs> why are we doing an episode about the apocalypse in your in your opinion? Uh, well, first of all, because it's a very difficult word to say, apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> no, because because honestly, this is the because I have. I mean, I don't know how you are feeling, Richard, but I will ask you this: How are you feeling? March 2021. It's been one year since this pandemic started, and I have to say that March 2020 it was pretty horrible because nobody knew what was happening, yeah. and and then we were in lockdown. It was the first time in my life. Uh, I am 41 years old. It was the first time in my life that I had to live through a through something like this it was pretty stressful i am here in copenhagen my family is in spain uh, anyway it was it was pretty stressful at the beginning and and yeah they they, they not knowing uh, nobody knew the scientists they didn't know politicians they didn't know what to do uh, we just had to stay home and and then or even going to the supermarket it was like like living in the in this in the i don't know in the set of et because everything was full of plastic, you know, you couldn't touch anything. I mean, it was really kind of crazy, surreal, kind of. Mm -hmm. And for me, in March 2021, I am experiencing what the professional people call the pandemic fatigue, which is uh, basically translated as I am very tired of this pandemic uh, right now. It's just like uh, I'm tired. Uh, it doesn't feel like the apocalypse. We start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But, but yeah, of course, of course, we... I think you know that it's important. Not it's not important to talk about this thing. It's because it's our podcast, and we just discuss whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> but yeah, I like the topic. I think that it's interesting to talk about that because of the ideas that uh, you might come up with when you think of how do you think that the end of the world could be. And this is something that, especially these days, we are living through. Um, uh, yeah, sorry, Richard, give me two more minutes and then you will answer the question. But, you know, I think that we are living through a very um, a special time in history and people, my generation and younger generations, you know, they are actually uh, turning on their TVs, not probably the TVs, but, you know, the mobile phones or the computers. And you hear all over the place climate change, you know, if we don't do something now, it's going to be too late. So we are living in this discourse of it's, it's apocalyptic, this apocalyptic discourse, kind of, you know, like if you don't do something now, you know, then there's going to be like fatal consequences for, for the life in the planet. You know, now we are 8 billion people in the planet. You know, how are we going to have resources to, to feed all these people? And, you know, and this is constant. You know, I don't know if other generations before us, they have to live with this discourse every day, but it's kind of, it's kind of, kind, it's kind of a scary, you know? Oh, sorry, and it makes you it makes you think of okay, maybe the end of the world is going to happen. How is going to happen? You know, we have different scenarios. I even was googling, googling. You know, what are the major uh, menaces that the 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 world is? Uh, how do you say that? Right. Like, yeah. Like, um, like dangers, I guess. Like, yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. And this is continuous. And on the top of that, we have a pandemic. So of course. You know, I thought it would be interesting to 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 go deeper into this, 
Uh, let's try to be optimistic because otherwise uh, it's going to be very doom and I don't want to do this. Uh, no, I mean, we don't, we don't need to be, this is what, I think we sort of mentioned this previous to starting, like it doesn't have to be gloomy, you know, um, it's like no. creating, I think it's important to have this sort of discussion, like to, uh, to at least observe when something is depressing or gloomy, so it stops being that way, you know, yeah. you can have a different perspective on it because just because something is negative doesn't mean uh, not, uh, that nothing positive can come from it, you know? And um, I think that, that that's what interests me about this particular subject. So the, really, yeah. why do I find it interesting? Or mm -hmm. I, I find it interesting, I'm gonna ask myself, because I feel that, I feel like there's so much moodiness everywhere, but I also don't just feel like it was in this last year, if I'm being honest, I feel like, it's been around for a long time. There's a lot of fear all the time. Not just not just in this last year. I don't know. It's just my you know. It's the way I feel. Um, I feel a lot. Of, I felt a lot of hostility for a lot of my adult life coming from um, different places. Like very like it's not very common that I meet people or hear positive news. You know, uh, in general, people could be very cynical. I guess this has rubbed off on me because I know I can be cynical. And I think that, I think that, I think, I find it interesting that we have put so much, that people have put so much emphasis on this last year as like a, this extremely negative time. When if you think, when in my opinion, if you think about before that year, you know, uh, I don't think everything was hunky-dory either. And I actually, I actually think that there was a lot of, um, you know, for example, the, the, the reference you used was climate change. Mm -hmm. You know, this has been something that's been in my life. Like I've been hearing about this ever since I was a teenager, I think, around that type of time. Yeah. Yeah. This, is, this was the way that it's spoken about is that this is going to cause the end of the world. That's basically the, the gist of it, right? If we don't do it, the world's going to end. But, I mean, what are humans really doing that uh, is going to create this utopia? Or you know, I don't think we're doing much. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like it's it's like every everything that we seem to be doing is going to cause the end of the world because of the way that we've structured it. Yeah. And and so this is why this is interesting to me because I think this is more about perspective, like individual perspective, rather than like, oh my god, this is like you know this this world is going to come to an end and, and all of that stuff. Because there are so many things that could end. The world not just climate change you know not yeah just, it could uh, be it, it could be apophis it could be a meteorite that we are not aware of and it can hit us at any time it happened before you know so it can happen again and there's nothing absolutely nothing we can do about it actually the other day in the uk they found this meteorite very interesting because i was thinking okay i know a meteorite what the hell but uh, they found it in the uk i think that we have like around 55 meteorites like this that we found on our planet and a few of them, they they are in the UK, and they took it to London to um, yeah to, to, to just to 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 check what was the components of the meteorite, and apparently they found that it has some components. I don't want to say the scientific name because I don't remember, but some like carbon uh, components. So they know that whatever this thing, whatever this rock from wherever it's coming from, there there is life there. Um, uh, I'm looking at an article right now to see to see more about it. Did you did you did you find it? Yeah, I found an article about it. Yeah. 
One of the sections said says meteorites or sheep food. <laughs> there you are. There you are. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we are going to be attacked by a giant. Yeah, by, by a giant. By a giant. But yeah, I thought, okay, wow, how interesting, you know. And uh, imagine that now, in the middle of all this craziness, we find, we finally find life uh, uh, on another planet, which is something that uh, I would love. I would love us to find. I mean, I would. I would love to live uh, that moment in history for us, because uh, this is one of the things that I think that. Yeah, it would be more interesting for me. Like uh, we find life. I mean, I'm not saying like uh, ET or alien and stuff. You know, just another planet in which we can live that has the same living conditions or similar conditions to to Earth. But anyway, this is just my wish. No, I agree. <laughs> no, but this this is kind of what I mean uh, in in a little bit with what my perception of this apocalypse thing is. Is that I mean, we'll go more into it, I guess, as as the podcast goes on, but. There are so many different things that like, like, so like as an individual, when we die, it's the same as having an apocalypse because the apocalypse will cause our death. You know, we won't know it. Well, my belief is that we won't really know anything after that either, you know, and when I die, I won't know anything after that. So it's kind of like everyone's going, like, oh my God, the apocalypse. But when you're dead, it doesn't matter how you die or if one people, one person dies or, or a billion people die. You still don't know anything after that. It doesn't change like anything for you personally. You know, your consciousness is your consciousness. So, so I don't know. I, I just, I guess that I don't understand. Well, no, I have a theory, but I don't understand this theory about fear, like spreading fear. I really believe that there's a reason for this. And um, yeah, I think it's to do with order and control and stuff like that but but the, again i don't want to get into too much conspiracy shit i just it's not even a conspiracy it's not even a conspiracy it's just i think it's plain for people to see you look at the news everything is negative everything yeah you know yeah it's really difficult to find a uh, positive news you know but i think that of course i agree with you 100 when you say that everything is it has to do with control because it's much easier you know it's been it's been tested many, many times, you know, in sociology, you know, that when people is scared, it's easier to control, you know, and the more you scare them, the more you control them, you know, it's been working like this, you know, in the Middle Ages, you know, you just work like that, like 100%, you know, even before then, you know, if you go to the indigenous cultures in South America, right, when it was an eclipse, and they thought that the world was coming to an end, uh, and then they had to sacrifice someone or, or whatever they did in order to the, you know, the Greeks did the same, you know, oh my God, the gods are angry, we have to kill someone and then they will be not so angry. <laughs> the Vikings did that, you know, every, every, you know, it's in our nature, I think, that, you know, the things that we don't understand, uh, we need to find always like a supernatural uh, explanation. And, and then for some reason, thank God, we just uh, overcome that. But, you know, it was very fashionable to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember a friend of mine, she went to Mexico on her honeymoon and she said, like, most of my of my trip uh, during my honeymoon, it was like, oh, and this is where and that's and this spot, that's where they sacrifice people. And then they went to another place and this is where they sacrifice people. And then to another, and she was like, did they sacrifice people everywhere in this country? Yeah. Um, Mexico is a big city of death. But like, I've been there as well and it's incredible. Wow. my favorite place I want to live there <laughs> I want to go and live there and like hey, let's go to Mexico it's apocalyptic <laughs> it's crazy apocalypse in the middle of the sea there's like 
uh, a museum, like an art museum with all of the artifacts and history and all that stuff. And then the, that's where, that's literally where the government or the, the elite back in, back in the day used to live. And like, that's where, the, that's where everything took place. And then there's like lots of skulls and bones and stuff right under the, the place where everyone walks, you know, it's, it's, it's I, I, that's what I think this is kind of a little bit about what I mean, I can't talk properly. This is what I mean about death. Death <laughs> something that we look at as being negative. Mm. But and, it's not. And I don't think it is. I really don't. I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying it's positive, but I don't think it's negative either. I just think it is what it is. It is, it is, you know, it's death. It is it, part, it's part of the circle. Exactly. Uh, and we're told that we should be fearful of it. And I wonder what that is, what the, I think maybe the reason for that is also control. I think that comes from religion. You know, like, because, because, you know, we're, we're like imperfect beings when we're alive and we are constantly striving to, to kind of please this uh, God, who whatever type of God it is. And so we're insignificant, which, which makes us easier to control, I guess, because we kind of believe in this higher power. But if you did, if there's no higher power, or if you, you feel empowered in yourself, then there's the, it's like the chances are a lot higher that there's um, a lack of control as well yeah. because people start doing what they what they want to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah. this is this is something to do with death, but I don't I don't uh, I don't know. I, I just I just think that um, it would be interesting if, if people started like accepting death rather than fearing it. Yeah, it's part, you know, it's really crazy that it's, ha it's kind of a taboo, it's something that people don't want to think about, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, I don't wake up every day thinking like, oh, death, you know, let's talk about death, you know, but, yeah. because otherwise, you know, some people, they accept it, and for them, it's very natural, for some other people, they are terrified about it, and it's, it's just, uh, it's part of our life, you know, from the moment we are born, and it's something that it has always fascinated humans, I think that's from from the very beginning, you know, I mean, if you go back to the, to those caves, you know, when they were, when we were homo, whatever we were, you know, like uh, Australopithecus, I don't know. <laughs> and, and we painted, you know, and we, we built um, houses for the dead, you know, the Egyptians did, you know, the Egyptian is a huge culture for the dead, you know, which is unbelievable, it's amazing, you know, the Greeks, you know, all, all the big civilizations, they, they really, um, of course, you wonder, you know, what's, what's happening, you know, what's the meaning of all of this after you die, you know, there must be something else, no? And I think that the religion was created to give answer to that, you know, to, because we cannot accept that we are, that we are not infinite, you know, we cannot accept it, it doesn't uh, go into our minds, you know, it's, and I think that that's, that's when we invented something. Uh, but, but can I say something? Yeah, because I, I don't want to forget to say that the apocalypse in the Genesis, the Genesis is a part of the Bible, of course, and it's something that, you know, me being Catholic or educated as a Catholic anyway, um, I didn't know. And the other day I was just checking and apparently apocalypse uh, for in the biblical sense, you know, it means uh, when in an era of chaos and uh, darkness, uh, light will triumph. So is redemption. Apocalypse in biblical terms means redemption, that you will overcome darkness and you will become light at the end of the of the tunnel. You know, <laughs> the end of the pandemic is the light. And that, that's where that's where this expression that we have, we see the light at the end of the tunnel means, you know.
that when everything looks chaotic, that when nothing is working in our life, we see the light at the end, you know? And that's the apocalypse. That, uh, but the apocalypse has to happen in that specific conditions when everything is 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 dark and 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 chaos and and you know everything is terrible. Then uh, light will overcome darkness. It's, it's, I mean, I find it that those like I find it very interesting. You know, we just in the last five to ten minutes, we mentioned all of these cultures uh, that we celebrate and everyone finds so interesting. Basically, the center point of all of these cultures is basically death. You know, because it's history. Yeah. And and. Isn't it interesting that that is what we, we all think about these, these cultures as being like, oh my God, incredible, so interesting. But then in modern day culture, we are, we're fearful of death. And, and, and we look back on these other, these other civilizations that celebrated death and we're like, wow, that's so interesting. But we, we don't do that. We don't follow that path ourselves, you know, which is strange. That it kind of doesn't make much sense, you know. It's, I think it's also, yeah. I, I don't know if I don't know what you think about this, but you know I think it's also because our generation, you know, our science uh, has taken us so far that it's more difficult every day to accept that we are uh, non-infinite. You know, like you know, imagine people before they die when they were 20 years old because of an infection, and nowadays that's very improbable. You know, like this pandemic comes. Oh my God! You know, we put our you know, you don't go to church and pray to God for the end of the pandemic. You are just waiting for Pfizer <laughs> or Johnson and Johnson or whatever. You know, by the way, Pfizer doesn't patronize this. Patronize, no, sorry, uh, doesn't sponsor. I was using the the sponsor uh, this podcast, but but you know, and and actually, you know, when the pandemic hit us, I didn't think, oh God, save us from this pandemic. You know, I was thinking, okay, when these people who studied medicine are going to invent the vaccine to to release us all from this uh, virus so and i think that we are so used to uh, even you know like uh, you become old and it's not good it's like it's like we we don't want to see the k and we are used to that you know we are even performing a surgery in our bodies because we don't want to become old we don't accept it we don't accept that we are not meant to live forever and even there is like some institutes, uh, institutes, so I cannot say it. <laughs> there are some schools and institutes that they, they study uh, the life forever after. Like uh, they, they think, some people in this planet, they think that we are not meant to die and that we can actually prolong our existence forever. And imagine the problems that they would create, you know, in a, in a finite planet to to live forever is impossible mm. but if it is over possible then overpopulation we are already overpopulated anyway but uh, but yeah maybe what do you think about this because because i think that is is for us it's difficult to accept that you know we we everything has to be perfect john there is like an over um, glorification of youth uh, we, we just simply don't accept that things end. What do you, what, what do you mean specifically? Uh, what do I think? What do I think? I think that we, yeah, yeah, I think, I, I mean, I think that maybe you, I mean, what do you think about this idea that we don't really want to accept death uh, culturally? You know, we don't accept it culturally. Uh, I mean, because... I, 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 have a, I have a fear of, I have a, it's not, I don't have a fear, like, let me get this right. I don't have a fear of dying because it's inevitable. But at the same time, I have a fear of dying because I don't know what is gonna, what that's gonna feel like, you know. 
and that that it's like more of a more of like if I think about it, more of like a slight anxiety. It's not really like oh my god, oh I don't want to die. No, I I know that I'm going to die and I'm okay with it. But at the same time, when the moment comes, it's going to be really interesting to know what that feels like. You know that like obviously it won't be that interesting because then I'll just feel it and I'll die. I won't have any, you know, I won't, I won't be like, oh yeah, this is what, you know, this is what it feels like. But, but I, I, I feel that there's no point in, in like trying to ignore it really. Yeah. Like I, I, what I would like to do in my life is just like leave something behind, you know, like leave something behind for even just like a small group of people. And I'd be happy with that, you know, like, leave something positive behind because i don't i don't think i'm um i think humans as in like imagine you're like someone someone so famous or so intelligent or so whatever like elon musk or someone who has these like incredible powers at the moment hmm. even he even he steve jobs <laughs> on, yeah steve jobs elon musk bill gates like these big famous intelligent uh, inventors scientists you know whatever like they have the power to change the world but then they die you know they just die and then and then and then you know people will remember them but like so what you know like not not saying so what as if it's not important as if people shouldn't strive i don't of course i believe that people should try to be the best people they can be and try to give back and all of that type of stuff but also so what you know it, it's only important to us because we're human Yeah. but we are think, my, yeah. my opinion is we're insignificant my i think yeah. we're insignificant i think in the greater <laughs> scheme of things in the universe uh there are many many things that we don't know within this earth within this planet there are many many things we don't know uh i think that the knowledge we have now to us is vast but it's nothing it's like boop. like not yeah, even yeah, that. Yeah. not even like boop. i think it's literally And, <laughs> so, so, I, so I don't so I don't like it's not because I don't care or I don't think you should be better I do I think it's good but I also I think people have to be realistic about it and and all of the lo lo a logical way of thinking is to think that that is we are more like than we are like oh my god this all-powerful thing we live on this rock in the middle of the universe floating around and we know everything and there's no life else no that's crazy to think that that's crazy i think that it probably made some sort of sense for the, the old greeks you know or or the indigenous people in north america or in south america or whatever you know the chinese of five uh, thousand years before christ because you know they didn't know i mean Yes, of course, they knew, you know, when they look at the skies, they might have wondered, you know, what is that there? But they didn't, I mean, they didn't know as much as we know. And as you said, we know nothing. We still know nothing. We only know that we are living in a universe that is, for, for all we know, it keeps on expanding. Yeah. <laughs> so, at and like it's so an big. incredible rate as well, but you can't even Yeah, and it's so big that it's, it's really impossible that we are alone. Uh, but uh, who is out there and, and 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 imagine also how many many million years it took us for us for human race to be conscious about this because when you know as as the, the entire planet when did we know that we are 
living in a planet yet yeah, that is just in the middle of a galaxy in the middle of uh, this uh, you know whatever via lactia you know in the middle of this even bigger and bigger uh, people you know five million years ago didn't know <laughs> the dinosaurs didn't know so so how many years it took us to learn this to know this and now what are we going to make of it because you know for instance the us uh, you know and we still are uh, how do you say we, we are still like thinking of the spaceship uh, spaceship no sorry uh, space travel in terms of governments and the states you know when it is something that we should be all doing as a human race you know and it's so important that we keep on spending money to travel out there and see it's out there you know it's, it's part of our it's embedded in our dna we obviously come from there i mean we the, 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 i mean it's yes it's, it's also a bit of a irony that we're spending all of this money to go and see what's out there but because it's spending, meant to be we're spending an incredible amount of money destroying what's in here yeah so but this is the paradox of humans i don't i don't mean i don't mean it like in a you know just an environmental way i mean like i mean everything you know i mean yeah. like <laughs> i mean everything i mean you know like what we what we read what we watch how we treat each other you know we've spoken about this before like values and stuff like that and i don't i you know for example people talk about being like good and helping and you know there's huge chunks of our civilization that are in like desperate need desperate desperate like yeah. i'm not talking about like you know in, like in panama at the moment people have little money to buy food and stuff like i'm not talking about that i'm talking about like three-year-olds i don't mean to be like oh morbid and shit but like you know three-year-olds who literally can't eat because their parents are dead and they're lying in the street yeah. they don't know what and, you know yeah. but that's okay they can suffer they can suffer but you know uh, but if you're, <laughs> if you're a u.s citizen then we'll give you a food stamp yeah you know it's and so yet, yeah. but this is also a narrative richard because uh i mean it's proven it's proven that we never ever before has such a best times for human beings yeah, sure. on the planet as now and a proof you know that the living proof is that we are more and more every every day on this planet you know and this is actually what is, is putting us in danger in a terrible danger you know the fact that we don't stop procreate our species you know which is completely irresponsible because we have a finite planet finite you know finite uh, whatever you know like a, a limited yeah, we have a limited planet. We have limited resources. We keep saying this, you know, and people keep on bringing more kids to this world. And soon we will be 9 billion, 9 billion humans uh, on a limited resources planet. We really need to find another planet, honestly, uh, or or some pandemic much stronger than this one needs to come because there is no, you know, if we don't do something radical to change the way we we consume uh is the, the mass don't match i think you know so it's like it's too many people it's, it's not so many resources so i'm not saying that we have to die that people have to die or that we don't need to procreate anymore no but we just need to to establish a new way of distribute you know distribution of resources is imperative and also uh, don't consume as much as we do and is, this is something that we can do. 
I mean, in 1969, it was the very first time that two universities in the U.S. were sending uh, what we and what we know today as emails. Yeah, this started to to happen in 1969 for the for the very first time. You know, which was like kind of yesterday, but this was the, it was like a bloody revolution. You know, for how we communicate. So if we can do that, we can definitely do much better in distribution of wealth in this planet. The, the, the thing is though, I, I, I believe that this, going back to this idea of the apocalypse, I, I believe that this is the beginning, like what's happening now when we re-enter, like after this shit, whatever, you know, we're gonna re-enter society. And I personally believe that that is the beginning of the apocalypse. Because what I, what I think is that- So you are pessimistic about the new normality or what? I think that, yes, I think that what's going to happen is that there's been a shift in the way that people think. Even if it's a small shift, it's still a shift. And I think that what will happen is we'll re-enter and people will, because of the anger that's built up, because I think we've realized that we're under, con we're, we're controlled, basically, in one way or another, whether it's because humans are like weak, because we can die from a virus that we can't control, or whether it's because our government can tell us what to do, or whether it's because we realize that we, uh, without money, we, we can't eat and we're in danger of, our health is in danger because of that, mental health too, relationships with other people, whatever it is. I think what happens is we go out, go back out into society and instead of appreciating what we have, I think we'll realize that this, the system is rigged even more than we knew before. That's what I think. And I think that this is going to cause a lot of um, disenchantment. Uh, and I think it's going to cause a lot of separation, even more so than now. And I think that this will cause uh, so like an apocalypse and a reset. And I think that maybe this will take years, right? right? Maybe this will take years. Maybe it will take five years or 10 years. But I don't believe, I can't see my vision of the future. I, 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 you know, I can't see how we can just go back to the way that things were before. I think there'll be a dramatic change. I hope we don't go back to the ways that things were before because it's just like, you know, it's, it's, it's not sustainable, I think. I, I've been so brainwashed by this, but it wasn't sustainable. You know, like basically taking a plane to go everywhere, you know, everybody, almost everybody in Europe can take a plane to go from one city in Spain to another city in Spain, which doesn't make any bloody sense unless you <laughs> yeah, have to. You get a car, right? You don't have to. Yeah, you, 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 you know, you know, it's it's really you know, and um, okay, let's not talk about planes or about uh, the petrol, which is like honestly like is a, a limited resource. Also, we don't have any more petrol in this oil, sorry, in this planet. So so we really not we really need to come up with something different. Um, and, you know, it's always a matter of money, I think, and a matter of resources again. Sorry, I am a bit very, but, you know, the, I think that this is it, you know, the moment that we don't have resources, we don't have water, we don't have food, then you will have the apocalypse. You will have like a big, big revolution because if you don't have food to feed uh, yourself and, and your loved ones, then then it's chaos, then it will be chaos, you know. And uh, if we go back to this apocalyptic thing, you know, I was thinking, okay, what can I watch? You know, I've seen so many apocalyptic movies through my life, so many, because, <laughs> yeah. because yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a topic that I like. But, you know, I was reading this uh, uh, novel 
sorry, this book that Juan Carlos wrote, which is like the zombie apocalypse, like, and you know, it's very similar. It, I found a lot of similarities actually with this TV series, The, the Walking Dead. Uh, I don't know if you know this, this TV series, but uh, anyway, it's uh, one day this guy wakes up in a world where it's taken by zombies, you know, it's like a virus and then people is dying and actually they are coming back from life turn into zombies. It's like the thriller a video clip from Michael Jackson, but in a very, in a very bad way. And and these zombies, they are killing you. I mean, anyway, it's chaos. But you know, what I find very interesting about this series is like, um, what do we do in this situation? You know, and this is maybe because I always wanted to study anthropology because it fascinates me. Um, like uh, how humans, how do we organize our societies? And why do we organize, why do we organize them in, in the way we do, you know, and, and how uh, culture is actually produced, you know, why culture in Spain, in the north of Spain is so different from culture in the south of Spain, not to mention the difference between cultures from Spain to Denmark or to England or, or to Panama, you know, and how much the environment um, really has an effect on how we do develop right how we develop sorry culturally but anyway and and whatever sorry i went too far but watching this the walking dead something that fascinates me is that basically you know like how on this situation this apocalyptic situation you know i i wonder like how <laughs> how could we cope you know and we it's like going back to basics going back to survival instincts you know and what would you do in order to survive that's the, sorry yeah just like i just want to like quickly say something because we were talking before about um like money and resources right and how they yes. go together, you know, and how but our our world has become this place where we're just like sucking all of our resources up without thinking of the consequences right and the reason we're doing that is because these companies these big corporations and Basically, people that want to make money to have a better life for themselves or whatever the fuck they want to do, you know, they're using this uh, sort of method because it's the easiest way of doing things, but also because there's a need, right? But if that need goes, if that need, if people start thinking in a different way, which is what I'm saying about this uh, apocalyptic scenario over the next few years, you know, after this pandemic, if people stop trusting um, authority, and I don't just mean government, but I mean like big companies as well, like people who have like gradually stop trusting these companies, then the need to suck resources up in that way becomes kind of like irrelevant. And, and, then, and then these companies who have money need to kind of, I don't know if this is gonna happen, this is me sort of moving into this fucking utopian way of thinking, but these companies need to move over they need to change their philosophy and their mentality because people at some point, I believe, will, will begin to feel the damage that this is doing, like in a personal sense, they'll be able to feel it. Like, I don't know, like there's a thing about water, for example, the planet's going to run out of water. There's a theory about yeah. this in the next few, in the next like 25 years or 30 years. Like imagine that, like, obviously that just wouldn't happen <laughs> from one day to the next, you know, that would be like, no, that would, that would be, you know, the, the first time that happened and people were like, shit, I've got no access to water. That would create so much fear 
that they I think they would we would have to stop supporting the the the, com- the businesses or companies that, that create that scenario. You know what I'm saying? Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yes, of course. But you know, this is like uh, I remember last Christmas I was watching this video from this Spanish guy who he was making like an experiment of uh, I, I he tried to live uh, for a week with uh, not expending more than 20 liters of water. So it's really difficult, you know, and I tried to do that here uh, once, you know, and I almost went crazy because 20 liters of water is nothing. Because if you take a shower, I mean, every time I'm taking a shower, I'm thinking like, how much water am I wasting taking a shower? How much? Because uh, we, we, a lot, you know, and, and just be, you know, just, 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 it's something that at least, you know, I think I was very lucky because my grandfather, when I was in Spain, he always, always uh, taught me, don't spend water. Uh, so when you are brushing your teeth, just close the water. You don't need to have running water when you are washing your hands, just close it, you know, just save water. And he taught me that, you know. So I, I think I was very lucky because when Spain didn't have this consciousness of being green and recycled, you know, my father hated when we threw stuff in the floor. He always was just like, no, clean that <laughs> and keep everything uh, clean, you know, and then this many years later, it, you know, we had this recycling um, culture because it's a culture, you know, this is something that it has to come from, 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 from the leaders, you know, from the politicians and they say, okay, now we need to recycle this. And then it, it starts to get in the culture, right? And then people start to demand also, and we need to do that. We, I mean, it's not, I'm sorry, but we just cannot say like, nah, we don't care because it's 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 really uh, it's suicidal, you know. Yeah, so we really need to be conscious. We're manifesting an apocalyptic scenario. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm conscious that I'm not gonna change the world by myself. I know that, but I can do little things that they can help to improve it, you know. Yeah. So if my little thing today is don't throw oil, you know, through the sink, but just put it on a bag, or then recycle a glass, or or buy consciously, you know, if I can buy in a local shop or if I can buy a product that it has been uh, made with whatever, I try to do it. I try, honestly, because these little changes probably they mean nothing or probably they mean a little bit. But yeah, we need to do that, you know, and I've been reading a lot, especially in the last year. Uh, I've been reading a lot about uh, slow growth. A friend of mine in Spain, he's obsessed with this and uh, slow growth, I think that is super, super important. We really need to adapt that mentality. It's um, it's a philosophy. Uh, it's a consumption philosophy or anti-consumption philosophy. I would say, it says that uh, the 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 rhythm in which we are consuming at the moment is going to be a suicide for humans, and with is they are not saying that we need to go back to the cave. That's not sustainable. They are just proclaiming that the only thing that we need to know to do, sorry, is just consume consciously and not so much and. Um, we need to uh, decelerate growth. So capitalism, it was kind of, you know, pushing us into this cliff, you know, and then we were just going there and jumping. <laughs> and they say, we need to stop this. We need to consume uh, in a different way. And it's possible because it's possible to do. It's just like, we need to change our mentality maybe a little bit and accept that with less, and accept that less is more, which is the, the opposite to capitalism, where more is better, you know. But now we need to accept that less is more. Um, yeah, so it's basically a mentality shift. 
is what you mean. We need that, yeah. Kind of like the, 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 the sort of, not the conclusion, but like the, we're coming to a reflection, I guess, about this. And because all of it seems to just be pointing to a mentality shift, not, not li literally like we're helpless, but we all have to play a part in, in changing the way we perceive our world. Um, and if you hear, maybe if you, I don't know, maybe if you hear fearful information, to take that information and go, okay, look, how can I personally make a change, you know, or affect people uh, in a positive way regarding this particular information? I was also going to ask you earlier, like, you know, like how many moments have you had in your life where you've been fearful of like uh, an apocalyptic scenario? Uh, wow, I think that I was lucky enough not to live through any of those. Uh, let me think. Well, I, I have, uh, I've had a few. I've had, you, like, I remember Nostra, like, you know, the, remember Nostradamus? Yes, of course. Is that the fucking prophecy? Nostradamus prophecy? I remember that one. I literally thought the world was going to end because that was all over the news. When in two thousand? <laughs> uh, yeah, there was that. There were there were there were a couple. There was the one in two thousand with the world the turn of the new millennium. Then there was the Nostradamus one. I also felt that which one? Which one? Nostradamus one. I don't remember that one. Um, I was in secondary school, so wait. Let me just let me just. But did you live through something that it made you thought that okay, this is going to be the end of the world? What was that? Um, well, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is basically that being a young kid, right, and reading yeah. things and hearing things, it may sound stupid, obviously, because nothing happened. But in that moment, the whole of my school was talking about the world ending. Then 9-11 happened. The world was ending. Then we went oh. to the Iraq war because they had uh, nuclear weapons. The world was ending. Now it's, now it's Korea. There's going to be a nuclear war again. The world is ending. There's meteorites, the world is ending. Climate change, the world is ending. Fucking the world is ending. You know, constantly, consistently, the world is ending. And yeah. I don't believe that that is coincidence. I don't believe, like, firstly, I don't think the world is ending. But I also don't believe that that information that we've given is, like, just coincidence. It's just chance, you know, because scientists, the people that discover these things, the people that, like, you know, let's let's be real, let's be real. If climate change happens, okay, it's going to change the landscape of the world that we live in, okay, but the world will not end. The no, world will itself not. will still be here, you know. You know what is going to end? It will end the system that yeah. we have, yeah. but not the world. Exactly. The world will only end if a meteorite comes and poof, ba-boom. Yeah. Uh, or, or, or even if there's a super volcano like the one in uh, in uh it's iceland iceland Yosemite, <laughs> the iceland one yeah like the one in san francisco the one sorry the one in california Yosemite. i think i think i i always used to call yeah, it volcanoes but now i have Yosemite or whatever whatever it is if that explodes, then basically it's gonna kill one third of the world's population i think how interesting <laughs> but again yeah that's a, an apocalyptic scenario right and that that could potentially happen but it hasn't happened and and it's it hasn't happened in like such yeah, a but, 
you know? Yeah, it, apparently, you know, this planet is really lucky because, you know, when this meteorite hit us, you know, and it ended with the dinosaurs and then just we, after the dinosaurs, nobody knows how we became to be. Maybe that meteorite that killed the dinosaurs has something, brought something in that rock that made life possible in this planet the way we know it these days. But I, I agree with you. I don't think that, you know, we tend to be, you know, I have to recommend this because this is one of the uh, docu one of the best documentaries after the salt of the earth from uh, Joao Salgado. But please watch this documentary if you haven't, because I think it's absolutely amazing, beautiful. Salt of the, what, what is it? called? The salt of the earth. Uh, I can't, we can put it in, we can put a trailer in our Instagram. I can do that. So people, you know, this is not uh, sponsored by Joao Salgado. <laughs> I, I wish because I love to meet him because, oh my God, that, that documentary for me, one of the best uh, pieces of art I've ever seen. But no, I didn't want to talk about this one. I want to talk about the Anthropocene. The Anthropocene, please stop everything you are doing now and watch that one, because uh, it talks about the idea of uh, apocalypse, kind of, but, you know, it, it says about how humans, we are being so, uh, we are being very damaging towards our planet. <laughs> and um, what they are saying, what they are discussing in this documentary is that, you know, our planet uh, has like the timeline of our planet has different periods, right? That's how we decided that it was going to be. So it's the, imagine, you know, the, the period when the dinosaurs were alive and then it became another period and another period. And they say, scientists, they say that we are right now going through uh, another period. So so we were living uh, in, oh, shit, I'm sorry, I don't remember the technical names, but what they are discussing now is that what we are living right now is the Anthropocene. There is a lot of discussions if the name is the right one because anthro, it means men. So it means like they say we are so egocentric, you know, that we are talking about a planet, um, a stage, uh, and we are putting it our name. But it has to have our name because the, the, the print that we are living on this planet is human made, 100%. And we are living such a strong print that it will take thousands of years to delete, you know, the plastic that we have produced in this planet, you know, it will take millions of years probably to to disappear. So, um, of course, man, our species has created like a huge impact on this planet. And this documentary, honestly, I really recommend it because it's so interesting. But they come, they come to say that we tend to think that we are the measure of all things yeah. and we are nothing. We yeah, mean nothing to this planet. Exactly. Isn't it interesting, right, that for example, you're talking about the plastic that we create as, as, as a race. And the reason that is put forward for us to not like convert so quickly over to this kind of like maybe, maybe a more sustainable way of packaging things or whatever. Yes. Because of the damage it will do to those industries. Okay. But then in this particular moment of time, everything's shut down for one year. And no one gives a fuck about that. Like, isn't that interesting? Like, the, that's the way it's presented. Like, you know, the planet, when it's to do with, like, creating a more sustainable mentality, because if you do that, then, you know, like, just in Panama, right, they, they banned the use of plastic bags, mm. I think maybe, like, two years ago or something like that. And now everything I get is recyclable. Every single thing, the... 
the bags that you get in the supermarket like i have to take my own bags that when i get delivery like it's cardboard uh which is obviously better and all of that type of stuff however there is no recycling in panama so there is no there's well there is recycling there's businesses that like independent businesses businesses that do recycling. so are you importing and there's a recycling center right but why that doesn't make sense. You know, it's like everything is about money, right? Everything is about money, 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 money. And I'm sure that there is some way that a company or a group here in Panama is benefits, benefiting from creating these recyclable plastic bags. Because why would there not be an initiative if the government are going to do that and ban the plastic bags? Why would there not be an initiative to get every single household recycled? Like I, for me to recycle, I have to go to the recycling center. I have to take my ship, put it in the car and go and to another place in the city to dump it. And there's only two in the whole of Panama City. It's crazy. I want to, I want to post some pictures probably in our Instagram of how easy it is to recycle in Denmark. It's very easy to recycle in Spain. I mean, the European Union has given a lot of money for this. So it's, it's fairly easy actually in Europe, you know, I mean, in my village, for instance, uh, we have like a container for everything. Yeah. We have containers in my village for things that they don't have in Denmark, I have to say. And actually, you know, Denmark, they are very uh, sustainable oriented. They want to become like the greenest capital of the world, you know, and uh, they think that is something that they need to do for the future generations. You know, they need to live like a cleaner planet if they, if they can. And I think that, hell, yeah. I mean, if you have the technology, you have to employ the, 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 the technology. Um, you have to change. You have to, it's a, it's a change of mindset. And then maybe it's a good thing that we are living in the apocalypse, you know, because as you say, you know, everything is negative. It's the end of the world, climate change, this, that. Now, you know, I wanted to say that we, we can discuss this in another episode, you know, about the vaccine thing. But I was reading the other day looking for uh, which are the, biggest dangers that we are actually um, living, you know, like the, something that could potentially actually kill us, you know, the volcan, the volcan, the volcanic uh, volcanoes, they are there, they are top five, you know, so oh, watch out volcanoes, you know, mm. but I, and last year, no, in 2019, I was in Sicily, in uh, Etna, and actually, uh, one week before I went there, it was erupting. And I was like, honestly, when I was in Sicily, I was so scared. I was like, I hope this shit doesn't erupt because people in Sicily, they say they know that it erupts every 200 years. And they say like, okay, it's about time. It's going to erupt. We don't know when, but it's going to do it again. You know, and when this beast erupts, you know, it's really fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of scared, but volcanoes were there. And you know, in our, um, uh, I don't like to say this, but anyway, in the first world societies, do you know what is in the 10th uh, position of biggest dangers for human existence? What? Anti-vaccine. Uh, because people, I don't know in Panama, but apparently in Europe, and this is something that, yes, it's been happening for a while, uh, people, some people, they don't want to vaccinate their kids. And what this is causing is that a lot of diseases that they were almost eradicated, they are coming back. And five years ago, it was like a huge, uh, you know, the OMS, the, the, how do you call this in English? Uh, Organización Mundial de la Salud, the Health World, the, the National who? Health, well, the National Health Organization, or World. Well, exactly. Wealth, uh, wealth 
health organization, I think, is yes. the who, I think. And uh, they, they were warning uh, governments about this. They were like, it's very important to educate people in, in the importance of getting vaccinated, you know, of getting kids vaccinated against the chickenpox, for example, because this is killing people in South America, it's coming back to Europe. It created like a lot of uh, cases in Ukraine, I think it was. And this is very dangerous because it's a very contagious disease that has been almost eradicated. So we don't, we might not have all the vaccines that we need. And if this thing attacks and we don't have the vaccines, we are pretty fucked actually. Because, okay, COVID had 1% of um, mortality, you know, mortality rate, 1%. It's, it's, it's an okay pandemic. But what happens if we have a pandemic like the smallpox? You know, when the Europeans went to South America, uh, they, they, they kill thousands and thousands of indigenous people with the viruela and sarampion, which I don't know how to translate into English, but they were like um, viral diseases. Uh, is this, not, this is not funny, you know, this is like, if we have the, the science to stop this, why people is choosing, choosing willingly not to vaccinate their kids and they're putting in danger a lot of people because, you know, if you are in Spain and you decide not to vaccinate your kid against smallpox and then you go to Cuba to a resort or to Cuba, I don't know, you go to Thailand, wherever, you bring this disease with you, you know, and this disease is like, it's like the COVID, you know, you breathe, you propagate it, you know, so it means that they are like, look how fast COVID expanded. It was, it took like nothing, one week, million, I mean, thousands of people were uh, sick. So imagine with a disease that is like more dangerous with the same uh, ratio of, um, I mean, I, 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 I do understand what you're saying, but I think it's scary. Be, like, I'm not, I'm not saying, I don't know. I haven't got children right now, but like, if I did, if I managed to get a child from somewhere, then I would, uh, I would vaccinate them, yes. But at the same time, uh, the reason people don't vaccinate is because of a lack of trust. Because they're, yes. because they're, so, so I, obviously I get your point. I understand it. I agree. But I also, you, I think we also have to understand that that, the, the, the lack of trust does come from it's a it's a reasonable it's yes, a reasonable thought it's a reasonable thought process but you not, know to not trust yeah. pharmaceutical companies you know but look at what happened I look at what happened in in the sorry sorry i didn't hear you Rachel. No, because they're, in, they're because pharmaceuticals are, are time and time again you know we see for example do you remember that thing that happened recently in the states with the water you know there, there was this yes. little town where the whole town was like uh, put the, the water of the town was polluted and it, and it caused all of these uh, women and pregnant women for like a generation to have like deformed babies and, and miscarriages and all of that type of stuff and this pharmaceutical company covered it up you know and they they didn't they didn't settle like they were determined to fuck the people over in that town for years and years and years and years and years when they were, they were like asking for compensation. It was really obvious what, what had happened. And only recently they settled the case after like 25 years. Now this type of stuff doesn't, I mean, it's news, but there are many, many cases like this all over the world. And that is the reason why people don't trust pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, it's, it's, it's also like, I think that is, is fair, not to trust, but it's also like uh, you know what happened recently last week with this vaccination program in uh, in Scandinavia. We stopped back, not we personally, oh, yeah. but <laughs> they stopped uh, vaccinating. 
because there was a case, I don't know in which country, I don't know if it was in Denmark. It was in Denmark, actually. Someone died and they discovered that uh, okay. there were some yeah, coagulus or something, you know, and they, they, they were not sure that this was uh, directly provoked by the vaccine. But, you know, Iceland, Norway, Finland and Denmark, they, they stop vaccinating yeah. with this particular vaccine. Sweden, no, because Sweden is being going solo since the beginning of the pandemic, and they were like, fuck it, we'll keep on shooting people. <laughs> Let's kill them all. But no, I mean, what I mean is that if governments, you know, if we find something that is kind of, you know, and in Denmark, it was just one person who died, I mean, and then they stop it immediately until they are not 100% sure that this is not caused by the vaccine. So. In that, in that aspect, you know, I understand people who don't trust and I understand people who think that their body is their last frontier and they have autonomy on their body. But I think that this goes beyond this. I mean, it, what we are living now, I think it goes beyond, you know, it's like when I went to Cambodia, nobody forced me to, to have a vaccine, nobody. But I chose uh, to have a vaccine because I was like, okay, if I'm going there and then I eat something that my body is not used to, or if I, whatever, then I can die, you know, or I can bring some disease back to Europe, but still, they, nobody forced me to, to have a vaccine. I, 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 you know, I, I, I just, I just feel that I understand again, I understand, I understand, I understand. But, I've, <laughs> but I feel that, like, for example, I went, the, you know, I told you before we started recording, I've been going to banks a lot. And I went into a bank this week and there was uh, the first thing you have to wait outside and queue up. Then you wait outside then you go in and there's a there's the desk and then there's a plastic screen above the plastic screen. And then you sit down. Everyone's wearing a mask. Everyone in the place. Then you sit there. All of the chairs are spaced out. Then you go into the cubicle to talk to the person. And then in that cubicle, there's a bigger screen. And the person's wearing a mask, you're wearing a mask. And if you, you know, I was talking to the person and I noticed that my head was outside this screen. Uh, and the angle, so it would have affected the person if I'd have spat something all over them. And I moved back in. And then I thought to myself, okay, now come on. Like this is nuts. It's not. It this to me. This is nuts. This yeah. is nuts. Like I, but I, I. If if we're going, my opinion is, if we're going to do this about this, then we need to keep all of this stuff in place. We need to yeah, wear masks constantly about everything. We need to yeah. keep the screens up. We need yeah. to protect ourselves with every single thing. We need to start being more conscious and aware of everything that can kill you, not just this. Yeah. Yeah, but that's totally impossible, Richard. I and mean, we have seen it from the day one. I'm, I'm not oh, saying, you know, I, yeah, I don't want to do like a pro vaccination thing. I just was saying that uh, it's, of course, there as one of the menaces, uh, one, uh, one of the dangers that it could actually endanger our life in this uh, planet, you know. But uh, you mean, you mean vaccines of, in general, like the whole thing? In general, yes, anti-vaccination, you know, all this trend of young people, especially, uh, or not young people, you know, but I, I know people my age, you know, still young, but who they are completely anti. Uh, and it's very, for me, it's very funny just to listen to the debate. And it's fine, you know, I understand both positions, it's your body. 
uh, I think in a global pandemic like this, it's kind of a responsibility, you know, and I'm also scared because it's not that I fully trust what these people is creating, you know, and I don't like putting things in my body, but, you know, when I buy a, ba a bag of crisps, fuck it. Do I trust that? No. When I eat a piece of chicken, uh, have I seen the, have I look into the eyes of that chicken, you know? No. What are they putting in the chickens, you know? I'm sorry, but, you know, can we have some consistency here? Because you don't trust something that a pharma is putting in your body, but you trust uh, tap water in your city, really? Um, or you trust uh, a bag of chips or you trust like a steak, uh, even though in the in the in the envelope of the steak says like organic because now everything is organic. My ass is not. So I'm sorry, but, you know, what I am asking these people is to be a little bit consistent. You know, I, a friend of mine, you know, who used to take a lot of cocaine, not a lot, but, you know, he used to take cocaine. He, he doesn't trust the vaccine, but he put uh, cocaine through his nose. I'm sorry, man, you're fucking stupid. And that's my opinion about this, you know. Um, that's my opinion about him, because I don't see any consistency in what he's talking about, you know. So I'm sorry, but you used to smoke cigarettes, which have been proven by science to be very dangerous for your plants. They, they can uh, give you cancer, but you, uh, you are paying to, to smoke them willingly because no one is forcing you. And you are going, you willingly are trying to attack your own. <laughs> I think this is, this is my, I understand what you're saying, but this is my point. Like, you know, if, if someone wants to kill themselves or put themselves at risk, they should be allowed to, you know, like if, if someone. Yeah, but that, they, yeah, die, Richard, they yes, yes, go ahead. I mean, do you want to take a game? Go ahead. Do you want that? Go ahead. Do whatever you want. But the problem here. And, and this is the problem with this uh, program of anti-vaccine and vaccine and in general, you know, for for chickenpox, for any disease. Okay, let's not talk about COVID, but for any disease, you know, the problem here is that it's not that you are going to. I'm thinking about the YouTube recording. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, this is going to create a No, I mean, come on. No, I'm sorry, YouTube, but everybody fucking body, everybody fucking body is talking about this right now. I'm sorry, but everybody is talking about this right now. So if you want to censor us, you know, go ahead. But you know, everybody is talking about this right now. E everybody, e everywhere, you know, in magazines, in podcasts, yeah. in everywhere. So they can censor everything. They can turn off the internet because everybody is talking about this because of course it concerns our health. It concerns our whatever, you know, but what I was talking about. Uh, yeah, for me, the, the, the problem here is not, yes, of course, you are, you are autonomous, you know, and you are independent and you should do with your body whatever, the, whatever you want, you know, because women also, they have the right to abort if they want to. Your body belongs to you and you are uh, in charge of it. But the problem here is not that it's your body, it's that, <laughs> it's that we need to protect the herd, you know, we need to protect the entire society. It's not about you. It's about what can you transfer to other people. It's not about me going to South America and mm, I'm gonna kill ten kids because I'm bringing you chicken box. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on, are you fucking stupid or what? Can you please vaccinate vaccinate your kid? Because if you don't vaccinate your kid, your kid might transfer a fucking death pool disease to my kid. So it's not about your kid uh, independency. It's about my kid security. And I'm sorry, but I don't want, uh, and, and this happened in, in my place uh, four years ago, this parent, they didn't want to vaccinate their kid 
the kid got the disease, he died, and they were charged with involuntary, uh, how do you call it? Manslaughter. How funny is that? I'm honestly, why? I, I don't understand it. I don't, I, I really, I don't find the consistency in this. Because... I, think, I think the problem is, well, I, you know, I think the problem is that there's such a lack of consistency with so many things, you know. Everywhere, everything. It's like the world is full of inconsistencies and opinion and all of that type of stuff. So it becomes almost impossible to, to, to align everyone, you know, with, with this way of thinking. And I understand what you're saying. You're right. I believe you're right. You know, I believe that if there's a vaccine that's been developed over a long period of time, then you should. Uh, I only say do what you want, but think. Yeah, that, you have to think about others, obviously. Yeah. That um, in this case, I do it's think it goes shit. both ways as well. I do think it goes both ways, and I do think that you can't. I not you, but people. I was having a conversation with someone uh, about this whole thing that's happening now, and they know people who would support like the closure of restaurants and bars for for the next six or six months to a year unless every single person is vaccinated right now that that's that to me that's not fair to me that's extremely selfish that's my that's my that's my view like i i believe that you know um my belief is that this 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 fear has been created and a lot of this fear is not real that's my view i believe that this is a deadly virus yes but i also believe that there are you know 600,000 people a year die of pneumonia and flu and it's like 1.5 million now and within the side and inside the virus spread way more easily that's not consistent why there would is you something more inside? richard why would you keep there is, why yeah, would you there is something it? more it doesn't make sense there is something more and we all know it because uh, we all know also that there this is not the first pandemic of the 20th well is the first one a global pandemic of the 21st century, but it's not the first one. You know, I think in the 50s there was another pandemic, uh, blah blah blah. You know, it's not the first one. It's the difference is how we approach yeah, this and why and why. Up. Like the way we've dealt with this pandemic, with everything, all of the technology we've got, the communication skills we've got, everything like that. The way we fucked this up, the way we fucked this pandemic up, is incredible. And like, that's why, that's why there's so much panic. That's why there's so much confusion. That's why this is a fucking apocalypse. So. It's know, apocalypse, people. <laughs> Enjoy while you can. <laughs> oh, by the way, Richard, we didn't, uh, sorry, but we have to make a question. <gasps> this is the most important part of the podcast. If you got here, please, uh, we have a question because we have a book to give away. God damn it, we almost forgot. So, um, Thank God I am here, honestly. Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> no, but uh, okay, I'm going to ask a question. Um, and uh, uh, okay, if, if you, if you, you know, if you, okay, this is the question because we are giving a book away. It's called Los Viajes del Cid. It's a Spanish edition because it's only in Spanish. Uh, unfortunately for now but i i recommend it because it's super fun it's super long but you will read it super fast uh, it's just like an adventure book about a guy who wakes up uh, not wakes up but you know he decides to go in on on this tour his dream is to to travel the world in his motorbike and suddenly when he starts his trip something happens in uh, uh, in poland uh, and uh, uh, you know, lethal virus is 
kind of uh, released. Is it is it is it familiar? <laughs> and then you know it start, you know it it makes that people turns into zombies. You know, so of course it kills everybody and everybody that gets by. You know, turns into a zombie. So you know, suddenly from one day to the other, more or less, the the world is just like a no playground, people. But anyway, it's super fun. So, I wouldn't say funny, but you know, I think that it's very uh, interesting uh, book to read, and it's I think it's amazing for being the first novel that he writes. So, so yeah, we are giving a digital copy away in Spanish, and you only have to answer this question. And the question is: Do we have any music? <laughs> no, we don't. No, no, no. Yeah, you can do it. Okay. The question is: uh, In The Walking Dead, what is the name? of Rick's son. Rick's son was the name of that kid, you know, and I'm sorry, if you haven't watched The Walking Dead, you can Google it and you will find it uh, is there. But yeah, I chose this because don't I mean, that. Don't tell me. Yeah, I shouldn't, you know, because, but, but I don't want to make people watch. No, honestly, because, you know, I was watching The Walking Dead for the last three weeks. I am dreaming with zombies. It's really unpleasant, you know, and every time, you know, I, I watch the series when I make my break for eat, for eating, you know, for lunch. And what the hell, every time I turn, you know, the, 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 the TV series starts, you see like a bloody disgusting zombie, you know, with the cats out. Honestly, it's been a very bad three weeks for me. But I have to say, I really like this series. And now I just want to finish it because um, I think it's interesting, you know, the, the questions. Well, how many seasons are there? Uh, there are 10 seasons available in Netflix, uh, and Netflix doesn't sponsor this podcast. I don't know. <laughs> but, but if you want to sponsor us, we're available. But it could sponsor it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I would be very happy to talk about what I'm watching on Netflix <laughs> this week. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's, uh, I think it's a very interesting series. You know, it, it not only talks about zombies, and, but it also talks about how humans behave under in, in these kind of conditions. You know, and I think it's super interesting. Just, just imagining, of course, what will happen I've if I've seen, I've seen, um, I think four seasons, and it, what I, I, I was into it. I was into it, but then I found it around season four or five. I, I got the impression it was becoming very sane. It, it like does. Yes. Every episode was insane. Like they, yes. they're in a situation, and then the zombies come and they run up, like run away, and oh my god, you know. And I just. <laughs> Maybe I was wrong. Maybe, it, maybe But it that's the question. And where can they answer this question? You can send us the answer. What is Rick's uh, son name? You can send the answer to our Instagram. To our Instagram, send us a message and then we will send you, uh, you know, of course, with uh, with everybody who answers this question right. We will make like a, how do you call it? A draw? Yeah. A draw. Well, yeah. A draw. A draw. Oh my God, my English is getting better and better. Nice. Yeah, we'll make a draw, <laughs> and then we will send you like the digital copy. And of course, keep track of our Instagram account because we will upload uh, the interview we did with Juan Carlos. So I really recommend to follow him and and then just check the book. And we are giving a copy away. That's it. Oh my God. You sounding so professional today. I I work in sales. You know, I do this good. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. I'm very happy to give something away. This is the first time we give something away in the podcast, so it's very exciting. But nice. anyway, Richard, should we talk about? Um, I mean, we had some questions about what do you think that? 
Okay, uh, let me ask you only this question, and then if you want, we can talk about something we hate, and then we can conclude because probably people is tired of listening to us. But then let me ask you this question because I think it's interesting. Do you think that in the because it's something that yeah, it 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 just you know it's something that the Walking Dead. Uh, discuss, I think, in the in all the seasons, in the episodes. Do you think that if something like this happened, apocalypse, you know, that that we uh, imagine that something terrible happened, that this volcano that you were talking about just erupts, you know, and then kills like half of the population, and then we have to live in the in these very difficult conditions, in ways that kind of we need to restart civilization and blah blah blah. Do you think because this is something that really drives me crazy that you do good turn more to good or to evil? Well, do you think it depends on what good and evil is? I mean, like for me, I would, I'd look after my people that I care about, no doubt about it. Like I would kill someone what is the, okay. my people easily. So, so basically, you could go back to very basic uh, yeah. animal instincts. You protect your but, heart but and you kill. Kill my uh, whoever, someone close to me, then I would. You know, I'm not gonna go. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> you're strong. Come, in. Me. Come on, you're my foot. Killer, and you know, or him, or whatever it is. And, and uh, so, yeah. you know, so yeah. I mean, if that's class as being evil, then I guess I'd be more evil. But I don't think that's evil. I, I think I don't think I would ever try to. Well, no. I I think I have to be honest about this. I think I would do what I needed to do, whatever it but, was. But you know, right, yeah. Think. But let let's take it one step further because okay yes you protect your your circle of five or your circle you know this thing that we went uh, through the pandemic I don't know do, did you have that in Panama did you can only gather with five people that you know did you did you have that at in some Panama, point Panama you could gather with no people with no people okay fine in in, okay. in Denmark and in Spain and I think in many places in Europe they they were saying like okay choose five people that your inner circle and then you can only meet with these five people i mean of course they were giving it as a suggestion but they they were suggesting that yes you could only it's best if you only uh, go out with the five people of your inner circle and this is no coincidence you know why five people and this is because that's how tribes were at the beginning you know like i mean not five people in a tribe but you know your inner circle is your people and everything beyond that anthropologically speaking is society everything everything that goes beyond 10 people five people maximum i mean uh, 10 people maximum probably five is society it's not your you know it's not your, your i mean yeah maybe okay my grand grandfather had 14 kids uh please give a medal to my grand grandfather but you know it's like yeah uh, let's say that beyond your family is society that that's how it is that's how we have been organizing our lives from the beginning of our conscious being you know whatever so it, it comes from that you know it's not that the the government say like oh five what how many how many should we ask them to to join anyway so but what i mean is like uh, do you think that why people in the same circumstances, you know, shit circumstances, apocalyptic, <laughs> apocalyptic circumstances. Uh, after your inner circle of three or five, whatever, you take care of that. But some people always, there will always be someone who wants to take over, you know, who wants to dominate sure. the others. And this is something that really fascinates me. Why? Why? In, imagine that. The, yeah. Why? 
What do you think? I mean, maybe in apocalyptic scenario, it makes sense because you don't have resources, so you try to take someone else's resources, but... Um, because you Maybe because you're leaving yourself open to be controlled. So I would so rather, should... I would rather uh, be free than to be controlled, right? Like, I would rather feel that way. Whether it's real or not, I would rather feel that way. So maybe that's where it comes from, like, you, you know... You can you can put it down to you know like if you're in a relationship or something and you feel like you're in a controlling relationship or you're not free that that generally makes you uncomfortable and you want to break off that relationship and maybe it's the same but why have people yeah but what but why on the same same circumstances you know because if you have the apocalyptic scenario some people they will say i would try to help others and some people they will be like no we just need to it's obviously that no one. What, do you, what do you mean like this is this kind of thing annoys me you know when people are like okay, so so let's say let's say and there's no food and you're going to okay. help others are you fucking joking of course you're not going to <laughs> you're going so, okay so, <laughs> <laughs> so okay so okay so this is this is what you would do let's say that there is no food or not enough food and, and then someone else comes someone completely like harmless comes as you for help you just would kill them no, because not if they come and ask me for help. No, like, like you know. Okay, so what, what's the scenario? Give me the scenario. What if they try someone, to attack you then? Comes over to me and says, "I want your help." Yes. Okay, we are talking about apocalyptic scenario, yeah. right? Yeah. Like so scarce food and, and uh, life is difficult. Yeah, it's Mad Max. This is crazy. We are living in a world that is shit. You know, and then you are there, you know, with your little resources and someone comes and asks you for help because they are obviously harmless and they, they need your help to survive. What would you do? I would tie them up and I'd say, leave your guns by the door. I'll let is this this person I'll... is harmless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, no, but they're saying they're harmless, but it doesn't mean just because they say they're harmless, they are harmless. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that. I would, I would, I would help them because at the end of the day, they're also a resource that could help me. Even though I'm a resource okay. to help them, they're also a resource that could help me. People is And I yeah. would have to monitor their behavior okay. to make sure that they are genuine and they are like genuinely uh, helpless. And uh, they just their intentions. And I would, I would monitor them <laughs> today. Yes. Uh, I'd, I'd probably vaccinate them as well. Make sure that they're quarantine. Make sure that they had a mask on at all times too. And uh... <laughs> no, so I thought it was very funny when you say, "I'm going. I need to see that you are generally helpless." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Genuinely like. Okay, but now I'm going to give you a different scenario. Let's say that someone comes and wants to attack you. What would you do? I'd kill them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, no doubt. You just well, kill the bastard. I mean, the, the alternative is you either, they're attacking there are, you. There is always alternatives. You, and then you're going to be like, well, whoever it is is going to be like, no, no. <laughs> no, no, don't. <laughs> and then they'll just kill you. You know, like that, that. What's the other scenario? Like, or you know, <laughs> I kill them. Quality, kill them. you know. Oh no, like you know, this is not the way it is. You know, this is not the way. It you is. could vaccinate them, right? And then they like, die, die. <laughs> Put them in quarantine, and that's it. I mean, you know, 
I, in my little cave, I'd create a little space for them to like that where I could roll a rock over it, you know, so they could they wouldn't be able to get out and they'd be in quarantine. Uh, no, but this, yeah. But I, this I, is, I, this, I is would, so... this is this is very literal. I would kill everyone that <laughs> tried to kill me or tried to hurt my my people that I was with, and I would have to accept that fact because there were, there would be limited resources and life would be so unbelievably difficult that. You know, I would have to resort to that type of scenario. Obviously, there would be ways, and I would, we would sit, probably sit here for days talking about how we could suss out or work out whether people were good or bad or what their intentions were. But I'm talking about like right now on the spot, you're asking me, and I mean, yeah, you know, it's preservation. I mean, you know, to be honest, this I I I I understand the the, the answers that you gave because when I was watching The Walking Dead. Honestly, I don't know if they do this on purpose, but there are some episodes when you can see that someone is bad, and then some people in the episode are, no, let's give it them another chance. Yeah, and then yeah. I, I am watching it, and I'm like, kill it! <laughs> and like, then I'm thinking, why, why, where this is coming from? Because probably in a real situation, I wouldn't be able to kill them, you know? But when I'm watching the series, I'm like, kill it, kill it! Or kill him, or, or kill her. Like, mate, I'm sorry, I don't trust you. you I need you to fuck off. I don't, to, <laughs> I don't want to kill you right now. I'm not into killing people. But that's a that's a mistake. Yeah. yeah. No. No. But no. But I'd, I'd keep watch. I wouldn't just. They let will them, come back. I wouldn't just. They let will them come back there. and get you. I would keep an eye on them. So I'd send like an, a little pigeon out or something to look at look you know look for them and stuff or a crow or something. So <laughs> and I'd be, yeah. you know, and I would say you know I would say I would, I'd be quite diplomatic about it. I think I'd be like. We all know the situation. We all know this is difficult. I don't want to kill you and you don't want to kill me. But I haven't got enough resources for you. I've only got enough resources for my family. So you have to take a walk, my friend. Go and find another family to ask. This is so crazy because that's how the world is. Look what's happening in Europe, right? All these people coming from Africa in these boats. And that's actually what we told them. Why don't you go and fuck off back to Africa or wherever oh, the fuck you come from? That's completely different, isn't it? Because it's, it's the same. It's a... the same, Richard. No, we but... have plenty. We can redistribute the resources. And we are closing our borders. There are there are walls. Ooh, you know, Trump, lose me the wall. You know, there are walls in Spain just to stop people coming into Spain. And actually, it was uh, the English politician who said, like, let's, let's, let's um let's leave them there to die because that that will set an example for others not to come i mean honestly woman you're a fucking bitch i'm sorry google and i'm sorry youtube but you're a fucking bitch you cannot say this these days but maybe maybe you can maybe you can because that's the perception that we have here in europe that they are coming to take our resources and we need to stop them somehow I think it's pretty easy. It's pretty similar the situation, you know. No, if you I, want I, to... the con obviously the con like the idea is the same, but what I'm saying is that that's kind of irrational because like there is excess excess resources in the world in terms of like I don't mean resources in terms of the oil or fossil fuels. I mean like yes. resources. We are like, throwing I mean, food. Space. There is space because that's all the people <laughs> want. They want space. They, don't they want, want peace. They won't live in a place where they don't need to actually worry about not having anything to eat the next day, yeah, because that must be pretty stressful, you know? Yeah, and we are throwing food every fucking day. We are throwing food. This is something that it should be penalized. France actually is the first country in Europe that is penalizing this. If you throw food in supermarkets, whatever, they will find you. This is something that we cannot do. 
you cannot be throwing food and then telling people that it's coming. Uh, and you know, I don't know how is the narrative in South America, but in Europe, I can tell you that this is the narrative. I, I heard this narrative from people my age saying they come here to take our jobs. And if we don't have a job, if we don't have jobs here in Spain for people in Spain, Raquel, what do you expect? That they come here and take our jobs? And then I'm thinking, you fucking retard. You know, I mean, I'm sorry, but you're a fucking retard because these people who come and they don't even speak Spanish, do you think that they're going to take your fucking job, asshole? <laughs> asshole? Yes, it's stupid. I'm, I'm it, sorry, but you know. They destroy everything. It insults my intelligence and it insults your intelligence. And maybe you just heard this sentence somewhere and you think it's so cool to say it, but trust me, I came to this country, Denmark. I have two degrees and one master. I speak Spanish, I speak English. And it's really, I couldn't even take a fucking book out of the library without having the CPR, you know? How the fuck am I gonna come here to take anyone's else's job, you know? I have to fucking work my ass off. And then, you know, you have to enter in society, you have to provide, you have to blah, 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 blah. So I think it's a disgrace. I think it's a disgrace that we are not actually finding a solution, a civilized solution to make the world, that's what we were talking, that's, sorry, I was talking about at the beginning of this episode, you know, that this might be the apocalypse, but we need yeah, to redistribute we need to wealth. Can we please find a solution to redistribute wealth? It's impossible that 1% of the population has everything in this planet and the rest of the planet, uh, I mean, we are not extremely poor because extremely poverty does not exist, or it, sorry, it does, but it's not so heavy as before. But, but it's no. coming, Raquel is coming. It's coming. The change is going to come. What do you hate, Richard? Let's finish the podcast. Tell me something that you hate because I need to finish this podcast this fucking week. I need to, sorry for the swearing. But I need Facebook. to say something Something that you hate. Facebook. <laughs> social me- I, hate, I hate social media. Really? Social media? Yeah. No, nothing more. No, 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 no. I mean, like, let me explain why. But it's, it's pretty specific. Yeah, because explain. because what, what I mean is, I mean, it's pretty specific, but it's not because I hate social media. It's because I hate what social media represents. Okay. And not because there are not good uses for social media, but because the masses use social media in such a vain and superficial way that it feeds this mentality of shallow, selfish, we don't give a fuck. We just care about ourselves. That's what don't kill the messenger. Does, you know, don't kill the messenger. No, I'm not trying. I'm saying, I'm saying Facebook. I mean, I, I'm not a fan of Mark Zuckerberg, but Facebook is the messenger. You know, you, oh, you, okay. what you hate is people being superficial because, yeah, Facebook... it's, not, it's not Mark Zuckerberg really, but the business model is probably designed to create that way of thinking because that's that's the way of generating the most profit. So, yeah, so, so I think that the like it's not about Mark Zuckerberg or about Facebook as a platform or anything else. It's like I, I hate the fact that people buy into it. You know, I hate I hate the fact that people don't understand the damage that it's causing. I feel like it's causing. Yeah. I know that I, hate it, I, I know yeah. that there's a counterpoint to that, which is oh, but you know, it's great to connect with your old friend and it's great to have conversation. It's great to have dialogue and da 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 da. But come on, like we need to get real. Like how important are these conversations that we're having on social media? Like how important are they? They're fucking zero. irrelevant. They're irrelevant. It's zero important. Exactly. Today I was telling, yeah, it's zero important. And every time it's so frustrating. Every time I try to say something interesting, like how can we redistribute, how can we create a better planet? Zero likes. 
today I posted this thing that happened to me in a bar. I went to this bar and uh, I was trying to be sophisticated. Basically, I was bored and I need to talk to the waiter because I was like, I'm bored, man. I'm living alone. Yeah, Just, yeah. I need to talk to you. <laughs> so I was looking at the wine and I was like, do you only sell Italian wine? And he told me, oh, no, uh, we have like Austrian, German and French. And I was like, ah, how interesting. <laughs> and, then, and then he said, like, what is your relation with wine? And I was like, my relation with wine? And he was like, yes. And I was like, oh, I love it. But I'm in a non-monogamous relationship with wine. Basically, <laughs> I am emotionally, I told him, I am emotionally unavailable to commit to wine. <laughs> basically, yes, I told him all this. I was like, basically, I love Italian wine, but I am seeing another other wines at the same time. And honestly, the face that he put is priceless. You know, I love, I love to come at people with something that they don't expect. And he was looking at me like, okay, another fucking crazy woman in the planet. And I was like, I'm kidding. I'm just trying to talk your, your language, you know? <laughs> and he was like, okay, yeah, that, that's why. Oh, but his question was superficial. His question, yes, I kind, kind of. No, you I know, mean, but... because, because it's like a bit snobby. It's like, so like, it's What's like, let's, let's say, oh, let's forget the wine. Let's, let's imagine that I said the same thing about my blue snowball speaker. <laughs> what what's, so, what's, <laughs> so you'd be like, what is your relationship with your blue snowball speaker, Rich, and to other speakers that you've spoken into over the course of your life? And I would be like, what the fuck? Like, what are you talking about, you crazy person? But when it's wine or coffee or uh, something like this, like uh, tobacco or cigars or whatever, or even art, you know, art or films or books or whatever it is, it's like it becomes something um higher it's like higher you know so and if you understand it then you're higher but the reality is it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks because it's your opinion that counts yeah do you know what i'm saying do you understand what i mean it's like you're like that guy doesn't give a fuck about your relationship with wine yeah i hate that also (laughs) i hate it i hate it but you know another thing yeah i hate that people are superficial i hate it hate, hate, hate. you know and i also hate that can i say something i hate well i have so many things yeah. <laughs> good lord okay i'm gonna say something i hate honestly i just want to punch someone's face when they do this i hate a uh, silence treatment i hate that i hate it i'm sorry but i don't understand it but i hate it but i also hate when people especially uh i'm not gonna give any names i'm not gonna give anybody good but anyway maybe he's listening to this podcast so right but you know, I fucking hate, you know, when I send a voice note to someone and then he or she tells me like, Raquel, please don't send me another voice note, you know, la, la, la. Listen, motherfucker, if you're listening to this book, <laughs> listen, motherfucker, I'm sending you a fucking voice note. If you don't want to listen to it, go and fuck yourself. <laughs> I, I really want to punch you in the face. Honestly, like, don't, I hate people telling me what to do. If you are not my boss or my mom or my dad, don't just fucking tell me what to do, okay? Because I really hate, I'm, I'm not really made for authoritative societies when people, stupid people tell you like, ah. Oh. And then in order, to, in order to say this, he sends another voice note to tell me, ah, oh, okay, please don't send me another voice note. Oh, you and your voice note, listen, you know. Anyway, I hate that. And I hate when my dildo it runs out of battery. Can they please do these things with like endless battery? <laughs> okay, now I think that we should Does make an new podcast. 
I think I just can go on and on and on forever with things I hate because I am fed up, you know. I don't. Why are you so you know, fed up? What's going on? Why are you so fed up? I have my period. But also, on the other hand, is that uh, this week I, I just reached the top of my. You know, you know, when you are assertive and when you are calm and when you are everything is okay. But once in a while, maybe once in seven years, who knows, I explode. I explode like fucking Etna. Yeah, more or less, because I cannot live. Yeah. I cannot live in anger constantly. You know, I am Spanish, but I am not that Spanish. So I try not to live in anger all the time. But this week, especially, I just reached the quota of I, I don't want to take this anymore. So yes, I, I really hate, yeah, I really hate superficial people. I hate Tinder. People asking you stupid questions and you have to tick the box, like, shut the fuck up. You know, I really box. hate. Did you, did you open it again? Uh, no, no, I'm just still listening to my friends' stories on Tinder oh, okay. and I'm like, why do we put yourself through that? Honestly, like, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, and then the descriptions in Tinder. I also hate descriptions in Tinder. I like, do you think that, I mean, no, anyway, let's not go in there. Yeah, and I hate that, and I hate, you know, listen, people, if you don't like to listen to my, my fucking voice notes, honestly, uh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> what a good, what a nice, what a nice way to close. <laughs> no, I have to say that I am, I have to say I'm a very nice person, always, no, no, course, 90% of the time. Everyone, um, everyone can do what they want to do, you know. But anyway, Raquel, yeah. this has been a big, long voice note. I've been listening. To <laughs> <laughs> this is honestly, I think that we are going to be censored like big time. I, how many times did I swear during the production of this podcast? Like three million? Yeah. More? I mean, next time I need to make sure that I upload it and label it as explicit this time. Like, if, if we were doing this podcast in North America, the, the entire podcast would be like, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. No, okay, I don't I know. Never... I don't know. But it's, it's good. It's good. I think swearing's okay sometimes. And... You know, that's it. Fucking hell. <laughs> yes, that's it. Anyway, people, uh, love. Love is the answer. But <laughs> love is the answer after all of that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, Richard, yes, we'll continue this in Instagram. So if yeah. you want to. Oh, yeah, everyone, look out for the, for the interview. Um, I've read it. It's very, well, I read it briefly. It's very interesting. The Spanish and English everyone yes i have to say it well yes yeah. i will try to make it in a good english because no, it's i just great, it's great. I just google translate <laughs> yeah. well i can do it i can i can go through it and but um, thank you thank you juan carlos also yeah for yeah, giving us the book so thank you so much actually lovely and um we'll be back next no probably in two weeks we're back we're going to do this every two yes. weeks now, right so we'll be back in two weeks uh, i'm going to upload this on friday so every friday you'll have an episode uh, feast your eyes on and uh, and, your, and your ears as well because i'm going to try and upload this on youtube and we're going to try and get this going so yeah i hope everyone's okay after i hope and and raquel's lovely you know she's not that scary everyone so don't worry well, i am actually don't say that richard because <laughs> but uh what uh i have to say something there go sorry go ahead because i forgot something no, i mean forgot. also just a little thing i tried to watch the seventh seal persona yes war for the planet of the apes for this podcast and i couldn't finish any of them because they were so morbid so maybe 
and they're classics they're classic movies right and everyone praises them and i'm sure they're interesting and they've got thought behind it but you know i was trying to watch it because of this theme of the apocalypse and i just found it so depressing so maybe um there's another perspective and the perspective is don't be morbid don't be Swedish, maybe. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> we love Sweden, Abba. Oh my God, Sweden, IKEA. Hello, but no, tall uh, guy. Hello, please. But um, Richard, we have to talk about these uh, movies. Uh, maybe in the next podcast. Let's, you know, today I was discussing with a friend of mine, uh, Matrix, the Matrix. Like he told yeah. me, like I think about this. Yeah. Because the matrix, you know, is like the machines, they want, I thought it was really amazing reflection, actually. He was like, in the matrix, you know, we are fighting the machines because they are, they are keeping us all in this fake world and we want to be free. And uh, humans, you know, they fight the machines because they try right. to keep you in this enslaved kind of uh, state of consciousness. And he was like, but actually the machines were right because look what's happening now in the pandemic. You know, we, we want to live, we want to live in this, um, isolated world and the machines were right all the time we don't need to live in the reality reality sucks and you know because he doesn't believe that we have free will and i was telling him yes you have free will and he was like no you don't it's just an illusion and i was like no it's not so we just had a discussion of an hour about free will and and, and all that that is really actually fascinating but anyway yeah we can discuss the movie free willy do you remember it? Free Free Willy, the porn uh, version or the whale oh, version? It's about a killer whale. I just made a stupid. I just made a stupid. There is no porn version of Free Willy. Maybe, maybe there is. I don't know. I haven't seen it. But free, yeah, Willy I just... is... <laughs> free Willy is slightly about free will because <laughs> because what happens what happens to Free Willy is that the 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 killer whale is, is stuck, get... he's stuck inside he's stuck inside a place and he, he can't get out and a little boy wants to help him. Uh, it's not it's not a porn movie where saying yeah <laughs> exactly but the killer whale cannot I think it's about killer whale he can't make his own decision he feels like he's stuck in the in the box in the in the sea yeah. box whatever it is. And so until he gets courage and he jumps over the wall and he and and then he goes, when he does it, the boy's underneath him and he goes like free willy like that. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. I do remember. But I have to say that if you if you like uh, big big whales and all that, you have to watch uh, Blackfish because I cry yeah, I, I cry through the course of that documentary, which is brutal. And I, that I will never ever set foot on an aquarium ever again. Not, not in an aquarium where, where fishes probably are swimming happily ever after, but in an aquarium where they ask whales uh, to jump and, and to do stupid things like, honestly, idiots, humans, honestly, like we are in the 21st century, free everything. And also, do you know what I hate? And let's stop the podcast with this. I hate Danish guys who are fucking hot 195 meters high, you know, looking like fucking Thor, amazing, you know, they're so hot. And then they are walking around with these caniches, these fluffy dogs. They look like rats. I don't really understand. Is this a fashion? Is this a fashion or what? Please, if you are above 180, don't have a fluffy dog because it makes you look like an idiot. <laughs> but uh, I mean, they're I gay. Are they gay? are they gay guys? It's like a yeah, 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 yeah. statement, isn't it? It's like a bit of a statement. Uh, I, th dog. I think this is a plan by their girlfriends 
they, they asked them to go around with these stupid dogs so no women would be interested in fucking them ever. So you know, because... dry. That's like a, a dry vagina thing. For me, yes. You know, and then, <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was looking at this guy. I was like, hello, hello. Yeah, oh, my God. Cool. And suddenly this fluffy dog looking like a rat with her, you know, appears. And I look at the dog and I look at him and I was like, no, please, no. I mean, I, I don't have anything against uh, small dogs or anything like that, but they just don't go well together with guys who no, are. I, mean, I don't really like small dogs, though. It's not, that I don't, it's not that I don't like them. It's just that I don't like them. You know, it's not like I, I don't see small dogs and go like, oh, so lovely. I don't feel that way. They're In general. Of, you know, but, but maybe I'm annoying, you know, maybe they look at me. And... <laughs> you, Richard, you have problem with raccoons? With... <laughs> it's like... But raccoons, I find them fascinating, as you know. But as I know, yes. Small dogs, not so much. I don't like. There's a, there's a little animals here called nyekes. Have you ever heard of nyekes? Nyekes, no. Nyekes. But... They're like rats. They're like big rats. Oh, God. Like big, like, how, how do I do? They're like rats, but they're more cute than rats. And they run really fast. And they're like, they're maybe a foot long foot long and they're quite big they're like a, a mix between like a mouse and a rat but but cuter and bigger i'll show you a picture very nice you eat them? very interesting no i no i don't eat them i i i love them <laughs> well i mean don't bring them to them only we have enough with these fluffy dogs like these paris hilton dogs that they look like they have more manicure in their in their doggy lives than me yeah, yeah. in my human life that's, i don't understand that's it's annoying i don't like well yeah i don't like that I don't like when people groom their dogs. That's I don't like that. It's like if you see Pamela Anderson in the street. Let me try to make an analogy here so you can understand. It's like I don't know. Do you think that Pamela Anderson was sexy or whatever? But I get I get I the analogy. Know. I understand exactly what you mean. It's like, it's like if you see Pamela Anderson and suddenly she put her finger in her nose and then she does something disgusting and then what would you think? What the hell, no, Pamela? But for me, this is the same as watching at these guys. We are really hot, honestly, with these dogs. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry for, for I think that this is completely obnoxious. And I don't know what's wrong with me. I, I'm having a period from hell, but this is obnoxious. No, this needs okay. to stop. I'm, I just get moody and I don't even have a period. So I don't know what's wrong with me. But, yeah. yeah, you are so lucky. <laughs> but, but yeah, anyway. I feel so much better now. I think that yeah. it's good to say what you hate. <laughs> you take it out it and now everything is good. You let, some with the world. you let some things loose out into the world. And now these, yes. now now that mystery man knows how you feel. <laughs> no, I just told him. I just told him actually. I was like, listen, idiot. You know, if you don't like my my voice, fuck off. And then I hung up, and then I block him, which I think that is, is a very effective thing. <laughs> I will have to unblock him tomorrow, but it's okay. But um, but yeah, don't do that, people. This is really like honestly. No. Anyway, lack of taste. Yeah, let's not let's not carry on with that subject. No, no. <laughs> let's not do, let's not do that to people who don't who are not anything to you. You know, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just just omit and don't listen to the to the to the note. You know, and then keep on not listening. To but but maybe but maybe maybe what that shows you is that that person doesn't understand you. Let's not go there because this needs we need an entire podcast for this one. But no, uh, no, I don't want to go in there. But listen, people. Don't uh, don't hate. I just put some hate out there in the world that that's that's now in the world. But you're doing it so people laugh at it. 
Yeah, free willy. <laughs> free willy. So next, next podcast about utopia and free willy. <laughs> yeah, let's now let's think about utopian themes and that. Okay, I'm so gonna show. We'll prove that free will does exist. Everyone will go and watch free willy. Okay, it'll prove it. All right. See you later, everyone. Bye. See you, people. Bye. Bye. Wait, wait. Hasta la vista, baby. Thank <laughs> you.